mobile phones, laptops, tablets, and everything in between. This is Sean and Sean, and you're listening to the Silicon Theory Podcast. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to the Silicon Theory Podcast. I am your host and moderator, Sean. As always, with me is Sean P. Say hello, Sean. What's going on, guys? So we wanted to talk just a little bit about the latest rumors surrounding the next Google phones. Now, most of you may have heard of them or have understood them in the past as Nexus phones, and that's been long the nomenclature that Google's used. They may be moving in a different direction. The latest rumors have seen rise that the Nexus brand may go away in favor of Google's kind of higher end brand called Pixels. Um, they may have, you may have heard of the Pixel C uh, and there have been uh, Pixel Chromebooks that have been out in the past. This is probably uh, Google's more polished product whereas the Nexus program is kind of a, an unfinished or raw version of their mobile devices that have been generated in partners with a bunch of different OEMs. Um, Samsung, Huawei, LG, and HTC have all made Nexus phones in the past. Um, something may be changing. So we wanted to check in with you guys and talk a little bit about what that might mean for both the Nexus brand, nay, the Pixel brand, and maybe something different for Google itself. So talk to me a little bit about the rumors that are going around right now, Sean. All right. So first and foremost, for about the last year now, the rumor is that HTC would be making both of the Nexus now probably Pixel phones. So the rumor was that we were going to have a 5-inch phone and a 5.5-inch phone. Um, Android Police has really done a fantastic job of covering this. They kind of leaked the design. So um, for those of you who haven't seen it, it's it's an all-metal design for the most part, except for on the back, basically the window that was on the 6P that was glass now extends down to about half the half the phone on the back. Fingerprint scanner still on the back. The designs of the two phones were basically, the design and the build quality of the two phones was identical, so it was basically you're gonna get two premium devices this year as opposed to last year where you had the lower end Nexus 5X and the higher end Nexus 6P. Um, the differences were small. So same camera, uh, the five inch phone was going to be 1080p. The larger phone was going to be uh, 2560 by 1440p. Um, you know, different size batteries, but basically you were going to get two identical phones. So this is much closer to the model of like Apple where you have the seven and the seven at seven plus pardon. Um, something akin to that where both the phones are basically identical, just different screen resolutions and whatnot, depending on size. So over the course of the last month, the rumors have really changed that, first of all, they're not even going to call them Nexus phones anymore. They're going to be called Pixel and Pixel XL. Um, And as Sean alluded to, the Pixel line has been reserved for hardware that Google produces. So these have traditionally been very high-end premium metal builds for the most part. Um, the price points have been much higher than a traditional like Nexus device. Nexus devices tend to be like mid-tier pricing or slightly higher, but you're getting premium stuff. The Pixels, premium stuff, but more premium price, so they were more expensive. Um, so it looks like Google is going to move their phones up market. So the latest rumors today uh, came out from the editor of Android Police. Um, his name's David, and I can't remember his last name. Uh, and here's basically what they consist of. First of all, the Pixel phones will be the first phones in the United States to use the Snapdragon SA21. So all of the flagships in the United States this year have used the Snapdragon 820. The Snapdragon 821 is a continuation of that line. Uh, it's basically an overclocked version 
of the Snapdragon 820, so both the high power cores and the high efficiency cores both see a clock speed increase. Um, and then the GPU gets a slight increase. Um, and he also mentioned, and this is kind of weird, usually like historically when we had the Snapdragon 800 and the 801, the pricing tended to be relatively similar from what I've read. He said that there's actually a moderate premium that Qualcomm's charging for the Snapdragon 821 over the Snapdragon 820, which is why we haven't seen it in any devices in the United States yet. It's kind of a modest upgrade, so it's interesting to me that they would be charging you know, a premium on this. Um, as far as memory is concerned, it looks like there's just going to be two options for both the Pixel and Pixel XL, and that's a 32 gigabyte base variant and then a 128 gigabyte uh, higher end variant. Uh, and then we saw some pricing leak out. We've seen a couple pricing leaks, and the pricing leaks have indicated that the phone is going to be more expensive. The latest rumored pricing today was the Pixel XL is going to be $649. We don't know if that's for the 32 gigabyte or the 128 gigabyte version. I'm inclined to think it may actually be for the 32 gigabyte version, which is that's fairly expensive. Um, so I guess we'll see. He did mention though that the pricing is still fluid and that's something that tends until the actual announcement date to be something they don't decide on. So it's possible it moves down. Um, and the other main rumor here is that Google is going to heavily rely on carriers for these phones. So Nexus phones in the past have had either exceedingly limited carrier presence um, and in some instances disaster car disastrous carrier presence like the um, Galaxy Nexus on Verizon is the famous example of everything going wrong. Uh, so Google, for a while, it stayed away from carriers completely. Last year, we saw like very limited support, but this year it sounds like it's going to be full-on major presence in retail locations. You'll be able to finance the Pixel and the Pixel XL probably through all four major carriers, and there's also rumors that Google will finance the phone through directly through them um, because of the higher price points. So. When you look at all this, it's it's a huge departure uh, from where they've been. Um, from a marketing standpoint, it looks like they're going to market these phones as the first phones built by Google, which is completely bizarre to me. Uh, we know these are built by HTC. We've seen them go through the FCC with HTC as the manufacturer. We know even that they're based partially off of like previous HTC products in some ways. Not completely. I mean, these are new products, but they have some DNA from other HTC projects, so it seems kind of disingenuous for Google to brand these as the first phones built by Google when there are very heavy-handed HTC involvement, but I guess we'll see. Given all of that, what, what, do you, what do you think of this move? I've seen some other information regarding this as well. Um, some of the render leaks had a non-HTC branded back and it was just uh, Google's new letter G logo on the device. It's kind of funny because we've had conversations before about why doesn't Google just get into the hardware manufacturing game because A, they have a ton of resources, including cash at their disposal, and B, we all thought this was going to happen when Google bought Motorola, that they bought them with the express purpose of using them to be their hardware manufacturer arm. And the conversations that we had went something along the lines of, well, it doesn't necessarily seem like that's in the best interest of Google because the release of Android as a platform is supported by multiple different original equipment manufacturers. And it seems in their best interest to kind of stay out of the way when it comes to those kinds of things. And Google buying Motorola turns out was mostly more for the patents than it was anything else. So they've subsequently sold Motorola to Lenovo, which... Um, 
seems to have done wonders for Motorola, but um, I digress. The, um, the area that this is moving towards is something that, that could be very concerning for all of us as Android enthusiasts and technology lovers in general. But the, um, the biggest thing that could come about this is I think a lot of people have been interested in using the Nexus platform as a way to leverage gaining more features into the smartphones that they already have. The development community for Nexus phones is greater than any other phone uh, ever produced and likely will continue to be so. However, the, the Pixel brand may be more of a consumer-friendly phone, and that may be kind of what is in Google's mind is selling more devices, not necessarily as niche products to the development community, but to consumers in general and basically see and use the Pixel brand as a Google phone, a phone brought to you by Google and not anybody else. Kind of as you've already touched on, a little disingenuous because everybody knows that this particular phone is not brought to you by Google at all. It's actually brought to you by HTC. But if HTC is willing to get out of the way, um, and you know whether or not Google has anything to say about that or not is a different story. But if HTC is okay with that and Google jumps in there, I have to say I'm really, really surprised by the retail store presence rumor, by the reliance on carrier rumor. And the um, the price point rumor, although that would be more in line with the Pixel brand than the Nexus brand itself, I'd be sad to see the Nexus brand go. Um, I've recently postulated that I think the Nexus brand does serve a purpose, and I think it does help advance Android forward into the future. But um, I think I heard you mention, as we discussed off air, there could be another reason that Google might want for doing this. What do you think that's about? So. I read an absolutely fantastic post. It was on the uh, Google Pixel subreddit. Um, And the post went something like this. Google has been reluctant to get into the uh, hardware business because they didn't want to step on their partner's toes, right? But what we've seen in the last couple of years is Android is basically synonymous now in a lot of ways in the United States with the Galaxy line of phones and Samsung phones. Um, LG's market share this year, the G5 was not a hit. It shrunk. HTC brought out a great phone with the 10, but same thing. It didn't catch on with consumers. So what you have now is the dominant Android phones in the United States, their version of Android is the most removed from Google's vision. Samsung's is the heaviest of the major OEMs as far as skins. It makes the most changes. Um, So it's the furthest from, you know, still using hardware buttons. It has buttons in the opposite order of the way Google wants as far as back and the multitask button. So really, at this point, you have one manufacturer that's eating up, Samsung in particular, most of the Android sales in the United States with a vision that is counter to Google's vision for Android. In the mid-tier space, you see a lot of Google, pho- you see a lot of phones, excuse me, that are actually closer to stock Android. Like you have the OnePlus Three, for instance, that's essentially stock Android. Uh, you have the Moto G Four and a couple others that are also essentially stock. So, it's funny in the mid-tier space, you have a lot of stockish phones, but in the high-end space, the dominant one is Samsung, and that's the furthest removed. So, the theory is Google at this point uh, is interested in basically feels like it has to jump in to some extent and try to have a more mainstream device, something more akin to an iPhone, that will actually have sales. Not that the Nexus phones don't sell, but it's a, it's a relative blip on the sales 
uh, numbers compared to something like a Samsung phone, right? So if they get in bed with the carriers, that has downsides, but it also has some huge upsides, which is your potential audience's order of magnitude larger. So um, I read that theory tonight, and to me, who knows what they're thinking? But that sounds like a sound theory. The other thing that we've heard over the last couple of years is Samsung has discussed moving to Tsun a few times, which is their own homegrown operating system. You've heard rumors of, oh, they're going to switch a phone to it or they're going to do whatever. And not that I'm sure that they would ever do this. I think it's probably unlikely. But in the event that Samsung goes, hey, one of, you know, our Galaxy S8 or Galaxy S9 is now a Tsun phone. A lot of people in the United States may not even understand what that means. Will probably continue to buy it. So you have you Android would be in a very weird place if that happened. So I view this maybe as kind of like a Google insurance policy to some degree. Uh, and a lot of the the rumors that are out make sense to me. I will say this though: I do worry. The price points are expensive. When you're in that those higher price points, you now are battling with the iPhones and the Galaxies of the world. And based off of what I've seen, I'm not sure if it competes fully in that space. Now, this is an unreleased phone, right? I've just seen renders and rumors. But as we've discussed in our last iPhone 7 podcast, and you know, we have hands-on with the Galaxies, it's like those phones bring basically everything to the table. They're exceptionally well-rounded devices, and I'm not sure the Nexus devices historically have not been that well have not been as well rounded except for maybe the 6P. They've usually had some area in which they were deficient relative. And I've already heard this year that the new Pixel phones will not be water resistant, for instance. So right off the bat, that's a main feature that they're missing. The move as a whole, I could see a lot of upside to it. It's kind of exciting if Google actually jumps all the way in and really started like designing their own chipsets, designing their own hardware. If they stop partnering with manufacturers and really move to their own hardware, something akin to Apple, I think the future could be quite bright, and I would I would love to see them do that to some regard. But there's a lot of unknowns here, and it's it's risky. So I don't know what I think of this move. I want to see the devices first, obviously, but it could be a really cool thing. Um, Another thing that we failed to kind of mention before I hand this back to Sean is it also looks like this year the Nexus phones are going to move away from just kind of being kind of pure Android, if you will. They're going to have a bunch of Nexus exclusive features and some specific things that Google is going to do from a support standpoint. So again, this is kind of an area now where Google is going to try to differentiate the Nexus phones and give them features and, and things that other phones don't have. That's kind of exciting too we might see some cool innovation as a result of that. And I think that's a a good point because we've seen a lot of leaks and renders of the device itself, and we know it's not straight-up vaporware, but we haven't seen the device yet. And if you're going to be releasing a a device under the Pixel brand that is supposedly high-end hardware, um, not having water resistance and things of that nature, especially at its price point, are going to put it in direct competition with some phones that are similarly priced, which have better almost everything in a lot of different ways. So Google is going to have to find a way to differentiate itself. And service support and operating system could be some of the ways that they do it. It could be that the Pixel phone runs the Nexus launcher, and so that's how they get things like using the fingerprint scanner as a capacitive button on the back that allows you to do things like swipe gestures to bring down the notification shade or have um, virtual support that gets launched through a, a home button that Google gives you where you can basically do a mobile chat with somebody if you're having a problem with your phone. 
um, and, and talk to a live person to have them help you. Like all of these things are OEM-esque and it seems like Google is putting its foot further and further into the pool. And uh, I agree, I, I couldn't be more excited to see Google take a, a full-fledged leap into the phone manufacturing space. They do some weird stuff sometimes, like they have their ATAP, their Advanced Technology Projects Group, and they do some really wacky stuff, but a lot of innovation comes from wacky stuff. So maybe this is just kind of their, um, you know, they went to HTC and said, hey, we don't have the supply chain yet for us to be able to manufacture this, but we'd like to pay you to do this for us. And HTC said, okay, uh, we don't got anything else going on because we're certainly not selling a lot of phones. Um, so maybe it could be just that this was their first foray into this. And so I'll be really interested and excited to see where it goes from here. And the, the point about it being Samsung insurance is also very, very interesting. And I concur. I think that Samsung has, has probably wanted to separate themselves from Google at some point, just because they are so big and they can do so many things in house. Um, and Google's too big a company to to not have the vision and foresight um, to put some kind of contingency plan in place and to allow that to happen. So where we where we go from here, we will definitely see, I guess, as soon as the Pixel phones come out um, or a, a launch date is announced so that we can definitely get some hands-on time with them as well. It looks like October 4th is going to be the announcement, so I'm pretty sure we're going to see it you know, less than a month from now. We're not, we're pretty close to that, but I totally get what they're doing and why I feel like this first year is going to be tough. And the reason I say that is because I feel like you're right. I think this year they were going to get like an iterative step into Google, you know, trying this phone hardware business. Again, the other ones were always OEM partners. So it had a little bit of DNA of the OEM. Google picked the components basically, but it was kind of this like, you know, it was a partnership, right? Pixel is this year, I think is going to be more akin to that with HTC and Google working together, but maybe next year we get the kind of, you know, super exciting phone. The main risk I see to this is the 6P, the Nexus 6P last year was the best Google phone, in my opinion, period, the best Nexus phone. And it had that really nice value proposition from a pricing standpoint. So I think they may get some backlash this year because I'm not sure that the Pixel XL, for instance, is going to be enough better, so to speak, that people are going to go, oh yeah, that's definitely worth the price premium over what I paid for the 6P. Maybe that's more credit to the 6P for being such an excellent piece of hardware for the money than it is, you know, speaking ill of the Pixel XL per se, but I, I anticipate that you may see a little of that this year of, hey, you know, this is a lot more expensive and it's not that much better. I'm, I'm already expecting to see some of that sentiment this year once they're released, but um, I think these phones are going to be excellent. They look basically like, I mean, you're getting two premium phones. They're going to be more expensive, but they're, it's kind of, you know, you're getting the kitchen sink mentality. It's Snapdragon 821, AMOLED screens. Um, you're getting 4 gig of DDR4 RAM, uh, you know, UFS 2.0 storage. Uh, you're getting a, basically a, a newer version of the Nexus cameras from last year. So I think last year they used the Sony IMX two, uh, 377, pardon, and this year they're moving to the IMX 378, which is basically a newer version with optical image stabilization, which if you were picking on anything last year on the Nexus cameras, that's perhaps what you would pick on. So when you're looking at the spec and the battery sizes, by the way, it looks like it's going to be uh, 2770 for the Pixel versus uh, it was 2700 last year for the Nexus 5X. And then for the 6P last year, it was 3450. And it looks like the Pixel XL is going to also have a 3450 mAh battery. So they're really 
from a spec standpoint, it has virtually everything. Water resistance would be the key thing. I think it's missing from a feature standpoint. But otherwise, it looks like these are going to be pretty strong contenders in the field. If they have financing, that basically allows them to hit a much larger audience. And we'll have to see what happens. But I'm, I'm excited to see Google jump in to this as far as being an actual hardware producer, so to speak. And uh, this year, again, I expect the results to be good. But really, it's like next year the results could be great. And maybe that's what's more exciting in the, in the long term. Um, as far as the announcement goes, by the way, before we kind of sign off here, there's a couple other things Google's going to show. It looks like we're finally going to get a release for Google Home, which got announced months ago. This is something Google has a horrible track record of, and then no one's spoken of since. We're going to get maybe a 4K Chromecast, which is kind of exciting. And uh, there's some rumors, although these are all over the place, that we're going to get a Nexus 7P tablet, Pixel tablet maybe. I don't know what they're going to call it, but a 7-inch, um, it would still be 16 by 9, so... 2560 by 1440, so it's getting resolution bump. Snapdragon 820, 4 gigs of RAM. Um, and again, depending on the price, Android tablets are at a pretty disappointing point right now, but if it's cheap enough, that would be a pretty worthy upgrade to the previous Nexus 7 tablets, so that's kind of exciting. So I'm really looking forward to the fourth. We, I also forgot, like, this has fallen off the radar, but we talked about the Google Watches a couple months ago. They were going to bring two of those out, Nexus Watches. I haven't heard anything about them since then. I don't know if they'll be part of the October 4th event, but man, if you add those in too, it would be like the largest Google hardware event ever. So there's lots of exciting stuff on the horizon. Um, there's a lot of unknowns. The pricing may be an issue with people, but I don't know. There's a lot of cool stuff here, man. Absolutely. Um, and we haven't even talked about something we mentioned earlier from Google I.O., which is Duo, uh, their video chat app has launched, and Allo, their messaging app, still has not launched. So we might see Allo um, come about sometime in the next month. It's recently been uh, featured on Google Play, so it was not there for the longest time, and now it's uh, there as one of the apps that it's recommending for you. So we could see some movement on that as well. Uh, I hate to say it, but I have a feeling that whatever the event is in October, we may be mildly disappointed um, knowing what Google I.O. came from um, and their uh, big promises and under-delivering. Um, I, I, got a, I got a sinking feeling about it. I would be happy, very happy to be proven wrong. But um, if, if the Pixel and Pixel XL come out or are announced and then are made available within a week or two weeks after that, that would be... That would be enough for me at this point. Everything else is gravy. So I know. That's a lot of hardware for one event. Like I can't imagine seeing. So we would get the Pixel, the Pixel SL, the Pixel tablet, Nexus tablet, whatever you want to call it. Made by Huawei. Two watches, Google Home. Um, boy, that's a, a new Chromecast. That's, that's an awful lot of ground to cover. I tend to think that we're not going to get all of that, but... It sounds like Google's working on a lot of... Actually, each one of those things is kind of interesting to me. Um, none of those would be dogs. I'm kind of interested in all of them to some degree. So it'll be interesting to see what they actually show. I have a feeling we'll see probably four out of the seven that I just listed. But exciting times. This announcement will be one of the more exciting Google announcements maybe ever. I, I can't really remember 
any as much anticipation as I can for this one. So I guess we'll see. For sure. And as always, you can find all of our musings, audio and otherwise, at SiliconTheory.com. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at SiliconTheory. And uh, subscribe to us on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Google Play Music if you want to hear more of us. Thanks, guys. Everybody have a good night. Thanks for listening, guys.